Welcome to the Soul Craft Your Life podcast. My name is Carmen Marshall, and I'm a life design and manifestation expert, a seven-figure entrepreneur, wellness educator, and a dance teacher. And I'm passionate about helping you create a magical and fulfilling life. Whether you want to discover your purpose, learn how to attract financial abundance, or create more health, balance, joy, and connection in your life, the Soul Craft Your Life podcast has got you covered. One part strategy and one part soul. Each week we explore both the practical and the spiritual with intriguing experts and fascinating human beings, all sharing their wisdom to help expand what we think is possible for our own lives. The goal, to help you create a life you love on your own terms that stems from your soul. Let's dive in and discover what this life has to offer each of us. Hello, gorgeous souls. Welcome to episode 21. This is Carmen Marshall, and this is another shorty by me. And thank you so much for all of your feedback on the last episode, episode 20 which was all about how to manifest quickly. There were so many questions that came out of this episode and I love answering questions. So episode 21 is going to be completely about your Q&A. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 20, just go back and listen to it very quickly. It's a very short episode, like 70 minutes. And it's all about my three-step formula for when I want to manifest quickly, especially when life has thrown you a curveball like it did me and you want to pivot quickly. So in that episode, I go really in depth into some things that you definitely want to know before you go into this episode, but just really quickly, let's do a review. The three-step formula is, number one, write down what you want and why. Number two, listen for the pings and the intuitive hits, and then take aligned action, which is number three. And then you just rinse and repeat, especially whenever you're feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed or you have to make another decision or the results aren't coming in that you want. Or for example, I'll let you know where I'm at with this new career path. So I have got a beautiful offer and we're just in the midst of finalizing the compensation package. So as we're doing that, I keep going back to this three-step formula because I still want to make sure that I'm manifesting what I want within that compensation package. So you can keep using this. And this is what I just love about it is you just keep deepening And each of these things are so easy to do. All right, so let's go through your questions. So the first question was, could you share more about what you wrote down for what you wanted? And I totally get this. I actually love when people give examples of their life because I really gain from what they're declaring what they want. It might be a word, it might be a feeling, or it might just actually be their goal. I'm like, I want that too. For example, I was telling a lot of my friends that I wanted to up-level and they're like, that's what I want too. So I think it's really good to hear the specifics of what I'm actually doing. So let's go deep into what I was writing. So on these two pages that I keep coming back to, at the very top, I have this or better. And as I talked about in episode 20, it's so important to have this statement so that you don't just have tunnel vision for what you think is the best for you because the universe and your subconscious may have this totally bigger plan that you can't even see. So this or better, I always start and end with. So the things that were on my list, a new business or venture, so that I would feel like I was up-leveling. So I actually wrote down up-level, jump tracks, and moving forward. That's how I wanted to feel. And I wanted to be, and this is what I exactly wrote down, part of something bigger that I've ever been involved in that has meaning, contribution, and impact. 
So this is really important to me because purpose is one of my strongest values. It's part of my authentic code. So whatever I do, I want there to be meaning, contribution, and feel like I'm having impact. It has to be in what I believe in, of course, and it has to be really connected to my passions, but I want to feel that I'm actually making a difference. And I know if you're listening to the podcast, you have this sense in you too, that whatever you do, you want it to have impact, meaning, and significance. Then of course, teaching dance was a huge priority. Nature and access to things simultaneously. So I wanted to be in beautiful nature, but not be too remote where I wouldn't have access to people and things. A warm, beautiful environment, culture, and interesting things around me. For example, I specifically wanted to learn a new language and where I'm going, (laughs) I definitely get to learn a new language. Close to the airport for travel. I love travel, as you know, so I wanted to be, you know, within 30 or 45 minutes to an international hub so I could travel easily. Around friends, so my current friends, or the capacity to make new, aligned, similarly minded great friends. People that I work with are inspiring. I learn and expand with them. They're abundant professionals with heart and soul, good people with integrity and a big purpose, and they're successful at the same time really down to earth. Now, something I also wrote down that was really important because In this next career path, I was looking for something that it might be almost like a job, but I wanted it to feel like it was my own business because, of course, I've owned my own business for 20 years. But I knew that if I was going to be in a little bit more of a job or a career type of thing, I also wanted to make sure I still had the same life balance that I do because this is something that I've built for the past 20 years, not just my businesses, but really having work-life balance. And I never want that to go away. That's part of also my authentic code as well. So I actually wrote down, I continue to have work-life balance, time and space for fitness, healthy eating, ongoing learning, and downtime. So that's something I've really created my whole life to be like. And yes, I want to be in this new career path where I'm making a bigger difference, but I don't want it to be mutually exclusive of having work-life balance. Then also I wrote down, I'm living in a beautiful villa or apartment or house that I love living in, working in, and waking up in. And see how specific that is, because I obviously love working from home, so I want to love living in it, I want to love working in it, and I want to love waking up in it. Now what's really important to note, and I mentioned this at the beginning of this episode, as talks have progressed with the company, so in order to have this manifest, this is what I did. But once the talks progressed where the company was like, yes, we want to hire you, now we were working on my compensation package. So this is where I kept adding to my list because as we talked, I got clear like, okay, I also want this. I also want that. This is important to me. So these were some of the things as we were talking about my compensation package that I wrote down. So my compensation package includes travel home, a relocation allowance, a working visa, enough resources to expand the wellness brand and programming. And I should actually, just for those of you who haven't heard the previous episode, so the career path and the position is as their wellness brand and programs managing director. So essentially I'm creating their whole wellness brand, all of their programs. So it's it's like a development role, but at the managing director level for one of their main resort and residences in Indonesia. And then in the future, all of their other ones. And they've got several throughout Indonesia, just absolutely beautiful places. And for those of you that may not have been to Indonesia, Bali is where I've been living for six months of the year pre-COVID and then six months of the year somewhere else. Because of COVID, obviously, I was just in Australia. But this particular island, Lombok, is just off the coast of Bali. And it's 
absolutely beautiful because it's still pristine. It's not crowded. It's not polluted. It's like Bali would have been like probably 50 years ago, but it has enough development there where there's enough going on, but they're doing it sustainably. So they're doing it really, really smartly. And, and all what I really believe in, like, let's take care of the environment. Let's be sustainable. Let's give back to and have the people that are there be involved in everything. So more on that later. Let's not go down a rabbit hole, Carmen. <laughs> Stick to the topic, Carmen. All right. So, but I think it's really important in that when we've now been negotiating my compensation package, I'm still going back to adding to what is it that I want? Listening to the pings, taking aligned action. And I keep going back to this like literally every day. What is it that I want and why? Listen to the pings, take aligned action. So some other things that I kept writing down for the compensation package, enough resources to expand the wellness brand and programming that I've been hired to do. So of course, that's important to make sure for what you want to do, because this is a really big thing, that there's enough resources to actually do that. Then of course, writing down the salary that I wanted, the commissions, the revenue sharing. So this is all part of when you're getting clear initially, but as you're going on, there's going to be different things that you want to keep getting clearer on. So you still use this three-prong practice. So the moral of the story, when you're writing down what you want, it's an ongoing practice. So as things progress, as they evolve, you keep going back. You might be in a conversation with someone where you're negotiating something. You're like, oh, this is actually really important to me. You know what? This is less important to me because we evolve. And as we're engaged in life, we can change our mind, which is totally fine, but we want to keep getting clearer and clearer on what we want. Number two question, what if you don't know what you want? And I'm so glad that several people asked this question because it's a very brave question to admit, like, I actually don't know what I want. This is very common if you haven't focused on, like, say if you've been raising kids and you haven't been the focus, it's been the kids that have been in the focus. Or maybe you've been in a partnership where the partner is more the focus or your work has really been the focus or whatever it is. Sometimes we just don't know what it is that we want. It's really, really common. The other thing is you may have a fear of owning what you want because of what it might mean. And so you have this sense like, what if I say what I want and then that means I'll drift away from my partner or it means I'll have to make a decision like quit my job because I like finally admit I don't like my job. Maybe it will mean I'm going to have to move. Maybe it will mean that you're going to be confronted with the fact that you should make a decision, but you're not ready to take any of those big steps yet. That's really normal. I remember in my first marriage way back in the day, I was actually worried to do personal development courses because I knew if I did, it was going to cause my partner and I to drift apart. And then I would have to make a decision, which would mean, okay, am I going to stay or am I going to leave? And that I wasn't ready for that back in the day, you know? So it took me probably three years. This was my first relationship to actually like work through everything. So this is really normal, but I could have saved myself a lot of heartache <laughs> and got clearer on what I wanted. And then I really have this belief that what is right for us is actually right for the other person as well. And I saw this with my first partnership where when we actually ended up getting divorced, it was actually the best thing for both of us. It wasn't easy for sure. It was very painful, of course, but it was the best thing for us. And we're, we're still really good friends with my first husband, Brad. So this is a whole other topic, but telling your truth and figuring out what's most important to you is what you're here to do. 
Like, this is why you came into this existence. Like, what is the most fully expressed you that is really authentic? And from that place, you can really impact the world. But you have to get clear on what it is that you are all about, what's important to you. And the next step is having faith that that is going to be the best thing for the people around you. It actually gives them permission to figure out what's important to them and start living their life from that place. So it can be scary, (laughs) but at the end of the day, that's what we really want. Because I read this book that was all about when people are in their last year of their life and all the regrets that they had. And usually it's around the things that they didn't do and not living authentically. So the sooner we can do it, the better. Even though it's hard, you know, it is very hard to have those tough conversations, but we'll talk more about that in future episodes. All right. So if you don't know what you want, totally fine, totally normal. And I'm also going to address if you have the fear of what it might mean that you might have to start making decisions that you're not actually ready to, the steps that you might have to take that you don't feel ready to yet. So I'm going to talk about that in question three. But question two, let's just keep it really simple. If you're not sure what you want right now, write down what you don't want, because you probably are really clear about that. Now, I often say that it's the opposite, like when we're trying to manifest, that we actually want to focus more on what we want rather than on what we don't want. But to get there, it is so good to write down what you don't want because the exact opposite, it's what we call polarity. So it's the polarity concept. That is actually what you want. And it's going to help you get clear if you don't know what you do want. Okay, so there's this kind of steps to this process. So if you're like, I don't know what I want, Carmen, just sit down with a piece of paper and write down what you don't want and maybe get five things, 10 things if you can. And then on the other side of the paper, then just write the opposite. And that will give you what it is that you actually want. So that's again called the polarity concept. We're playing with polarities. All right, number three, and this will help you with the whole idea of, oh my goodness, is this going to mean I have to take steps that I'm not ready to? So what if you want to manifest something that is different than your partner? I really deal with this in episode 19, Manifesting in Relationships. So that episode will take you deeper, but I'm going to give you a couple of things that will just help you right now. So number one, it's still so important to get clear on what you want. The more you can find your authenticity, so your authentic code, your authentic essence, your North Star, so the things that really drive you, what's most important to you, your values, without apology. And this is the key. When you can do it without apology, that's where you become magnetic. Hi, lovely soul. It's Carmen here, and I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about my brand new free manifesting guide. So do you feel a little stuck when it comes to manifesting? Maybe you've been dabbling in this world of manifestation, but it's just not flowing. Or maybe you're just an inch away from your dreams, but you can't seem to break through. Or perhaps you're brand new to manifestation and you're 100% ready to tap into your superpowers, but you're not quite sure how to get started. You are not alone. We all have our moments of doubt. And here's the truth. We all encounter a few sneaky reasons that can slow us down. And so I've just created a brand new guide and it's called the seven sneaky reasons you're not manifesting. And more importantly, what you can do about them. I talk about common manifestation hiccups, practical steps to reawaken your manifestation mojo and start turning your dreams into reality now. So to get you started or back into your manifestation flow, go to carmenmarshall.com forward slash seven, like the number sneaky 
S-N-E-A-K-Y. So again, forward slash seven sneaky. And I'll put it in the show notes too. Drop in your email and I'll send you the free guide straight to your inbox. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. For me, one of the things that I had to really get clear on is my desire to make money and to realize that that was not a bad thing because I had so many things that I grew up with that making money, you know, was, what do they say in the Bible? Because that's, I grew up in a very religious background, you know, it's the root of all evil. Once I got clear that money is just energy and it enables you to give so much and create so much and, and build things that will help other people because money is just energy. Once I got really clear on that, I could really own that I'm all about making money so I can make a bigger difference in the world. So just like Mother Teresa, you know, we can think of, you know, she lived and helped so many people, but she had so many people giving her money. So big corporations, big names, individuals with a lot of money would give her money so that she could then do all these amazing things. So money is just energy. It's not good or bad. It's what the person does with the money that is good or bad. So once I got clear that wanting money in order to make a bigger difference in the world is not bad, it's not evil, then I could really fully own that without apology. And that changed my life, like absolutely changed my life. And also other things within me, when I got really clear, like this is what I want, this is who I am without apology, I became magnetic and manifesting became so easy because I didn't have all these blocks inside of me. I was a clear channel. This is what I want without apology. So the same thing for you, get clear on what you want, but then ask your partner to do the same. So just ask them, hey, I'm doing this yearly review in the middle of the year and, or, you know, it could be at the beginning of the year, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And there's, I've gotten really clear on some of my life goals. Now, depending where your partner is in this whole life design, you could even say like my bucket list, like most people get bucket lists. So however you want to phrase it and say, hey, do you want to do the same thing? And then we can compare notes and then you can sit down and compare notes to see how you can honor both. Because sometimes your partner may not realize what you want. Sometimes they've never been offered the opportunity to say what they really want. And when they're writing down what they want, there's no way, as long as it's not a toxic relationship, that they're going to say, okay, I want these things, but you can't have the things you want. You're going to be able to sit down and say, wow, there's a lot of similarities, but there's some different things. Like you want to go hiking in the Himalayas. I don't want to do that. (laughs) I want to go to a dance retreat. So you might say, okay. Well, why don't when you go to the Himalayas, I'll go on my dance retreat. Like there's always a way in order for it to make it work, especially when you are both clear on what you want. You can come come to some type of compromise. And if it's not the relationship that can afford that, that will help you just get clearer on that. And I've had this happen in relationships where, you know, you want different things and then you can gradually over time either move out of that relationship or figure out how to actually make it work for the two of you. All right. So that could be a whole other episode. So again, I'm not going to go down that tangent, but this is something that you can really do where you can still get clear on what you want and then ask your partner to do the same. You can compare notes and then you can see how you can actually honor both. All right. Number four was, can you explain pings more? How do I tell if I should act on them? Because I get a lot of ideas, big or small. Yes, this is very common for what we call multi-passionate entrepreneurs. We have a ton of different ideas. So one of the things that will really help you is if you're getting really clear on what you want right now, and that mine was really a two-page list, and I, I would really 
like encourage you to just kind of stay within two pages because if you're writing like 10 pages, you're going to get too many pings. So just stay like with a couple of pages, especially for something that you're wanting to manifest now. And then what you want to think of is when you're reading that and you're looking at it every day, the pings that come in will tend to be a little bit more focused because you're channeling your energy into those two pages. So more than likely, if you're getting a lot of pings, you perhaps aren't looking at those one or two pages that you've been writing. You're just kind of going on in life and things are coming from all, all over. But if you really do write down what you want in one to two pages, the things will be more aligned with that because that's where your attention is. Now, one thing you want to, because I had this question too, are they like, like Eurekas or are they like subtle whispers? They can be both. Mine tend to be a little bit more like call this person or email this person or go here. Like they're a little bit more subtle, but it doesn't mean that yours might be like, oh my God, I have to do this. Okay. So it just depends on your personality and how they come in for you. But think of in your past, what were some things that you're like, oh darn it. Why didn't I act on that? And remember how you feel when that thought came in, that is going to give you an indication of how pings will feel for you. Because at the end of the day, we are all very different and we really want to honor the different ways that things come in for us. So again, for me, it's often if I'm doing something with my hands and my brain is kind of relaxed and checked out. So it might be like when I'm washing dishes or if I'm in the shower or even if I'm running, like if I'm jogging because my mind is really relaxed, that's when my ideas come in. Or I can actually be working and something will come in, like email this person, call this person. What about this? The other thing is I talked about signs. Rainbows for me are a really big one. And they, they're more not so much to do something. They are more a confirmation of what I'm thinking or a confirmation of direction I'm going. So for example, when I was doing Create Your Dream Year live in January, so we always do it live at the beginning of the year, I was thinking, I wonder which manifestation story I should tell. Should I tell the one about rainbows? Should I tell the one about this? And I looked out and there was a rainbow. <laughs> Or with this whole next career path, I had a decision where I was like, okay, should I ask them for this or is this more important? And then I looked out and there was a rainbow and it just gave me confirmation for what to do. So rainbows, that for me is my sign. They could be called a ping. A ping for me is a little bit more like a thought or a feeling comes in to do something. My signs, which a rainbow is my sign, is a confirmation that I'm on the right track or the decision that I should make. So pings and signs are a little bit different, but again, there depends on you and you want to see, okay, how does it feel for me? How does manifestation work for me? And that's something that I go really deeply into create your dream year is how can we personalize manifestation for your human design, for who you are? All right. And final question for this episode. Sometimes when your manifestation comes true and it's not what you expected it to be, how do you handle it? And this is a great question. So number one thing to realize is that we're all evolving and it's very common that the thing that we thought we wanted, when we actually get it, it's not actually what we want. And this is why it's so important to enjoy the journey and to not get stressed out as we're manifesting, because when you actually get it, it might not even be what you thought it was. And the other thing is, that's why we want to just fully throw ourselves into life and fully go for the things that we think we want, because you're not going to know until you have or you do them. For example, when I was in Bali and wanted to build a villa 
in Changu, which was one of the places I lived early on in Bali before I moved up to Ubud. And this piece of land came available and it was all like just working out really quickly. And like everything, like the land, who was going to design the villa. And I was almost ready to send the money over to the account, like to buy it. I'd actually already sent a bunch of money from the U.S. into my bank account so that I could transfer to the company or transfer to the individual I was buying it from. But I just got this feeling like, no, this isn't right. And how I tell is when I start to feel contracted. It's not that nervous butterfly energy that tells me I need to do something. But when I start feeling closed down, contracted, like literally my throat closes, my heart and my solar plexus, which is above your stomach, just like contracts. And I start to feel like worried, concerned, and it's a contraction. Okay. It's not a nervous butterfly feeling. That's actually good. And nervous, we can tend to think is a bad thing, but it's not like it's just nervous excitement, but contraction isn't good. And so I actually said, no, this, I don't want to buy this piece of land. And I'm so glad I didn't because I ended up moving up to a bud six months later, which was like my favorite place in Bali. But what was interesting, unless I'd gone through this process, like I was so, I wanted to buy land and I wanted to buy a villa. And unless I had gone through this process of manifesting that, and then when I had it, I decided I didn't want to, that's okay. That's actually what we want to happen because you know that you're a manifesting ninja, (laughs) you know, you're a manifesting master, but once you have it, it might not be what you want. Or, you know, this happens in relationships. We manifest the partner that is perfect for us for 7, 14 years, whatever it is, or the perfect job. But then we evolve and then we need to up-level to the next part of our life, the next chapter. So never worry that you've manifested something and it's not what you expected. That just means that your manifesting abilities are amazing and we are all are incredible manifestors. We just have to learn how, but we all are. And then that just lets you know it's going to give you a distinction for what you want to now manifest. And it's completely normal. So how do I handle it? I recognize, wow, this just shows that I'm a master manifester and it shows that I have now evolved to another place. Or now that I have it, it's just giving me a distinction for what I do or don't want. Okay, so it's a good thing. It's like a fantastic thing. But now you get to manifest the thing that's now more aligned. Okay, and I have manifested so many things that when I've gotten them, I'm like, "Mm, this isn't what I thought. Or six months down the line, I'm like, no, this is no longer aligned. Both are very similar and it's okay. Now you just have to get really clear. And this experience will give you more clarity on what you want to manifest now. So it's absolutely wonderful that you manifested that. Now it's just giving you distinctions for the next level. And the other thing is sometimes, and this this is really interesting, sometimes when we begin manifesting and we're also increasing our self-worth and what we think we're possible of, sometimes we manifest a little bit more from ego. And this isn't bad. It's just part of the process. So we might, for example say, okay, I want to manifest a speaking gig because we want to be on stage and we want to be, you know, sharing our method from a stage, you know, and then you manifest that. And then you're like, you know what? I actually don't like being on stage. That was more because I thought that would make me feel like I had arrived, like I was now a speaker. And so that's manifesting more from ego. And again, our ego isn't bad. It's just the the part of us that wants to present a certain way because we think that it's going to make us feel a certain way. When we remove that layer and and actually have it as a distinction, 
then we can actually start to manifest more from our authentic essence, from our authentic code. So your authentic essence or your authentic code might say, you know what? I actually like writing books more. I actually don't like being on stage. I can get my message out more through books. And that is definitely going to manifest what I want, getting my message out there to help people. But it's more aligned with my authentic code, how I actually like to operate in the world. I actually don't like to be on stage. So again, don't worry if you've been manifesting from ego. That's just a part of the process. As you start to know yourself more, your authentic code, what is most important to you, and to manifest more from that center. And then that's where you're going to start manifesting more things that are aligned with who you truly are, your authentic code, your authentic essence. But look at it as all good, because it's just proving that you're a manifesting ninja, a manifesting king, queen, (laughs) and it's just giving you distinctions for the next manifestation that's going to be more aligned. And if it was manifesting from ego instead of your authenticity, then you know like, ooh, okay, that was just what I thought would make me happy but actually this would make me more happy and it's more aligned with who I truly am without apology. All right. So as always, I love to hear your feedback. I love to hear your questions. If this has brought up more questions, please keep them coming because I can either do another episode specifically on Q and A's for this, or just weave it into future podcasts. So keep your questions coming. So again, the biggest thing with manifesting quickly, which of course is just manifestation period is at the heart of it, writing down what you want and why, listening for the pings, the intuitive hits. I have another client that calls them glimmers, which I love, and then taking aligned action and then rinse and repeat. All right. Have a beautiful day, evening, wherever you are in the world and keep soul crafting your life and knowing that you can keep believing that this is what you're here to do to really understand who you are, your authentic code, your authentic essence without apology. And from that place, not only so you can live a really meaningful, centered life, but you can make a greater impact from who you really are. See you on the next episode and all my love. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd absolutely love if you left a review on iTunes. It really helps me to get the podcast out there to support more people just like you to create soulful lives. And as a thank you, I'd love to send you my 20 personal affirmations for manifesting an aligned, magical, and fulfilling life. To access this freebie, simply send a screenshot of your review to soulcraft at carmenmarshall.com, and I'll send you my favorite affirmations and mantras straight to your inbox. All my love, and I'll see you on the next episode.